Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Stephanie Sanders is a veteran music educator and currently is the Performing Arts Department Chair, Director of Bands, and teaches music technology at Berwick Academy in South Berwick, Maine. She also teaches high school elective classes in world musics, music appreciation, music theory, and ukulele ensemble. Stephanie graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Education from Wayne State College, Nebraska in 1978. She earned a Master of Science in Music Technology from IUPUI Indianapolis in 2010. As a classically trained flutist, she has performed for over 40 years in a variety of settings, including symphony orchestras, wind bands, chamber orchestras for choral ensembles, and in the pit orchestra for musicals. Her performances also include world and ethnic instruments and electronic instruments. She is the 2017 Time Mike Coven's Teacher of the Year and the 2008 Dorothy Green Teacher of the Year at Berwick Academy. She has presented sessions at the International Music Technology Conference in Indianapolis, ISTE Webinar Series, ASINE, and the Time TMEA National Conference. She is a member of the Maine Music Educators Association, NAFME, Time, and a charter member of Mu Tau Sai, the Professional Society for Music Technology. It is a real honor to have Stephanie on our podcast this week. Well, Stephanie, it is an absolute delight uh, to welcome you to our podcast. I have the utmost respect for you. I think the first time, at least that I was in in my memory, I was thinking back to when I I met you. It's probably a long time ago, but my first memory is uh, you were in a session of mine back uh, in uh, late 2000s in Texas, and I remember vividly making eye contact with you during the session because I, and, and I knew that we were pedagogically on the same wavelength. Um, and that, that I, it, when, when you're presenting, you kind of, you see people in the audience. I was like, this is somebody that I need to know. They're obviously doing uh, great things in, in, in their career. So it's a really wonderful uh, a moment for me to have you, Stephanie. I, again, I have the utmost respect for you. So welcome. Thank you. So um, why don't you tell our listeners, um, because I believe you've been teaching for a while, why don't you tell our listeners kind of your path from, you know, where you, where you went to undergrad and, and, and how you got to now? Because um, the vicariously watching what you do on Facebook, and, and you're an amazing photographer and obviously an amazing uh, music educator, I, I'd really love our listeners to get to know uh, you a little better. So why don't you just give us your path from from college to now. Great. Um, well, I went to, um, my undergrad school was Wayne State College in Nebraska and um, majored in music education. And at that time, it was actually a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Education with an instrumental endorsement to teach band. And from there, I just jumped right in in teaching in um, Western Nebraska um, 
actually got a pretty good dream job from the beginning of teaching only band, middle school and high school band. And um, it was great because we had concert band, jazz band, marching band, pep band, and they'd really never had any of those things at that school. Where, where in Nebraska was that? Um, Sutherland, Nebraska, which is almost on the Colorado border. Um, up on, let's see, it must be up, must be up on 80 rather than down 70. Got it. Got it. So, and so, yeah, so I was there for three years and then um, my main goal was to get to the mountains in Colorado. So I inched my way there and ended up in Stratton, Colorado, which actually happened to be on I-70 on the Nebraska or on the Colorado-Kansas border. And there I did the whole thing, K through 12, instrumental, vocal, elementary music ed, taught French, coached girls, varsity basketball, you know, everything you do. Oh my goodness. You did everything like K-12 music? Yeah, yeah. And and we had marching band and pep band and all those things. So it was one of those great little towns that, you know, the whole town, anything that happened at school, the whole town came whether they kids there or not. And, and it, it was just, it was a great community. I always said that if that town was closer to the mountains or somewhere, I might've stayed there forever. <laughs> so, so I, so I went from there. Um, I did go to the mountains. I ended up in Kremling, which is kind of between Winter Park and Steamboat Springs and above Dillon in that area, about 8,500 feet, I guess. And, um, did high school band and chorus there and middle school band and um, I loved it there it was beautiful of course and skied every weekend and that was fun and then I got the urge that you know I'd always known that if I didn't live in Colorado I wanted to live in Maine so I thought why not so I'd been in Colorado for nine years so I came over to the East Coast and ended up in Rangeley, Maine, which is up in the Western Mountains on Rangeley Lake, and went to a little school. Um, They didn't have band, they didn't have chorus. In fact, I was the first real music teacher that they had ever had. And um, so was able, had, had the fun opportunity to actually start a program. And we eventually started band and chorus and, um, it makes it makes me really happy because I see now that they have kids from there that are making it into all state um, chorus. So that's that's a fun thing for me to see that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then so then I um, was just a little cold up there and dark, and the winters were a little <laughs> too long. So so I thought, okay, I wanted to get down to the coast. So um, I moved down to Kennebunk. And, and actually had a job teaching um, for many years at Massapusic Junior High, which is in Waterboro, Maine. And all I did, it was the largest school I've ever taught in. It was about 3,000 students, K through 12. And wow. most of the schools I taught in were, you know, between five and 600 K through 12. So that was a big jump for me. And again, it was kind of a dream job because um, my position there was to teach, um, seventh and eighth grade band that was it and and so I love that I always I've always loved teaching middle school band and so 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 that was great and we added a chorus and 
um, it was, yeah, I really liked that. And then it just, I don't know, I had the op this opportunity to, um, acquaintance of mine one day asked me if I knew anybody that was looking for a teaching job and I really wasn't. And, but that's how I ended up at Berwick Academy is just kind of by accident. And, um, I've been there 12 years and absolutely love it. So Stephanie, how many years have you been teaching? Uh, this is, I'm finishing up 42 years. I wanted my listeners to hear that. That is extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. So well done and congratulations. That's, uh, that is an amazing accomplishment in the, in the field of music education. Uh, just extraordinary. So what an amazing path. I guess you're, you love nature, I guess. is, is Yeah, I always do. wanted to be in, in, in beautiful places. So, so Berwick Academy, where you are now, that is a, uh, a private school. Is that correct? Yes, it's an independent day school. And um, it, we have students from Maine, Seacoast, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's all tight right there. The uh, the kind of northern Salem, Massachusetts, Worcester, uh, not Worcester, but uh, Gloucester, uh, up through Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And then so I, I'm guessing South Berwick is in like super southern Maine. Yeah, South Berwick's right on. Uh, I mean, it's 10, 10, 15 minutes to Portsmouth. So it's right on the Maine, New Hampshire border there. Beautiful country. Absolutely beautiful spot there. So, Stephanie, tell us about what you're doing at Berwick. What's your program look like? So, um, well, we have, we have about 600 students pre-K through postgraduate, and um, we actually, for the size of school, have a, a really robust music offering for our students, and I um, currently, I teach fifth and sixth grade band, seventh and eighth grade band, and the upper school, which is high school, symphonic band. And plus I have um, four levels of music technology classes that I teach. I teach a ukulele ensemble. I teach a world musics class, um, music survey, which is uh, music history basically. And then, and then we offer music theory. And those are the classes that I teach. And um, we also have classes in theater tech and African music chorus, orchestra, um, the no traditional ensembles. So how many music teachers are there in the school? Um, there are um, six of us that teach strictly teach music classes and no other kinds of classes. And um, we have in our middle, our middle school is fifth grade through eighth grade. And um, this is, a, I don't know if this is a unique, unique thing, but it's unique for any place I've ever taught is all of our middle school kids, fifth grade through eighth grade, participate in a performing ensemble. Wow. They, they have their choice of band, chorus, orchestra, African music, which is African drums and biras, marimbas, and guitar ensemble. And then our seventh and eighth graders have the additional class that they can take theater arts, which is a combination of, you know, theater, music, straight plays, dance, movement, and theater tech in that class. So it's 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 really an exciting um, offering that we have. For I'll say I've I've got to ask: Is is Berwick Academy a 
it's, it's like fine arts focused. I mean, that sounds like an incredible, I mean, six teachers and and six music teachers in a private school is not what comes to mind right away to me. Usually you think private school. I thought, to be honest, I thought you were maybe one of two. So it's, it sounds like there's either a real huge support uh, and, you know, and, and emphasis from the administration and, and the parents or, or you've, or you just hit pay dirt. I mean, this is just sounds amazing. It's, it's a combination of all of those. Um, we're very well supported um, with our administration. And um, it's uh, what I love about our middle school in particular. And one of the first things I noticed when I started teaching at BA is that that music time is sacred time. Um, they don't, pull kids out for testing or to finish up a test or if they've been absent from school or anything. It's like, no, the kids go to music. They can make up other stuff other times. And so they really value that time. And in our, in the upper school, in our high school, um, we do have a, um, um, an arts requirement to graduate. And um, that can be a combination. It has to be a music class, it has to be a visual art class, and then a third of their choice. And we have many, many kids that take way beyond the required class, you know, that's required, yeah, so. So Stephanie, you may have said it, and so forgive me if this is, if you've already done so, but what is your specific, like what what classes do you teach specifically? I I teach um, three bands. And the two middle school bands and and the high school band, I teach music tech, all four levels of music tech, um, music theory, world musics, and music survey and ukulele ensemble. So it's a full plate. It's a it's a full plate, and plus I'm I'm the department chair for performing arts, so so it's a really full plate. Exactly. So the the one before we get into the music tech stuff, um, knowing you and, and we're we're friends on Facebook, and I've followed your adventures around the world. World music seems to be a passion of yours, as well as music technology. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Yes. So why don't you tell us what kind of stuff you've done? I know that I remember seeing you at like the base of Mount Everest at, at, in Kathmandu. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, where is Stephanie now? Why don't you tell us about, about that aspect of your, of your teaching, you know, how you got into world music and, and what, what you've done? Well, you know, it's interesting. I got into world music. Well, I, I guess if I backed up a little bit, I've always loved Native American flutes and it just so happens that I have my own supplier of those that makes them at a craft festival once. And so that's kind of how I got interested into world music and is, is native American flutes. And then um, what's interesting is that trip to Kathmandu was um, it's CDIME called CDIME and it's the cultural diversity in music education conference that happens once every two years. And it's through the Sibelius Institute in Finland. Oh, wow. It is, is really how that all started. But I found out about that through one of the time technology sessions in San Antonio. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because um, the um, lady that was giving the session and her, her name is away from me right at the moment. I'll think of it. But... Um, 
was giving a technology session using iPads and phones and electronic device devices to play world music instruments. You know, the Got it. with instruments. And um, she she's associated with University of um, Washington in Seattle and Patricia Patricia Sheehan Campbell, who is the head of the ethnomusicology department there, I believe. And um, so they happen to have this little flyer and they put it on one of their posts, you know, one of the slides about this conference in Kathmandu was when the next one was going to be. And so I kind of thought, oh, wow, wouldn't that be great to do that? I'd love to do that. And I, through the support of the school, with some help with funding, I was able to do that. It was, Amazing. I, it was 12 days there. And what, what a fantastic yeah. life experience. <laughs> I know, you know, and the conference was, this is the support of the school. The conference was about five days. And then, you know, two days of flying, one on either end. And they said, we're not sending you there just to be inside for a conference. We're sending you there to experience it. Amazing. So, I know, so it's truly amazing. And that's the kind of support. I'm sure that there are listeners with their jaws on the floor right now saying at school would say, you know, maybe why don't you spend a couple extra days there to, you know, to see. I know, it's crazy. But yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing. That's fabulous. It was amazing too. I mean, just, just the whole thing. And, and, you know, we got to visit, um, um, Nepal has a music school in Kathmandu that they're really getting off the ground in a lot of Western music too, but it's immersed in, in their culture also. So it, it was just, it was fabulous. I could just, I could talk all day about just that experience. And so you, so you went there and, and you've, I'm sure you've been other places as well. And plus your native American flute interest. And so you're bringing that back to your students. That's a, that's a priceless experience for you, but I'm sure that your kids are the beneficiaries. Yeah, it's it's fun. We're just finishing up um, the class. This trimester ends on Friday this week, so so um, it's great. Because, you know, and again, the support of the school for that class, um, the parent association for the whole school, um, bought jam uh, not jambes, um, dumbeks and um, other goblet drums and um, Chinese instruments and Chinese fiddles and sitars and wow, you know, you name it just for that class. So the kids could have a hands-on experience. I, I used to just show pictures. So it's wonderful. <laughs> well, That's yeah, no, you know, well, I started out, I was thinking, okay, I could kind of do the, let's do the app thing. And then I right. thought, well, gee, I might as well ask for this stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's incredible. What That's amazing. So support. Yeah. So obviously, the, the, I, I guess the reason that, that I remember connecting with you is middle school band directors have to stick <laughs> together. It's a, it's a very special uh, age group. I adored that age group. It was definitely the, the group that I, uh, I, I, I was really, I felt connected the most to. Um, I love little kids for sure. And the high school kids, you can do some amazing things. Uh, but, but yeah, it sounds like you're primarily a middle school band director and you do the high school as well and you're a music tech person and you're in, oh, it's great. So, um, uh, let's, 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 uh, steer the conversation to how, how you got interested in music tech. Well, at what point in your career did music technology creep its head in, into your teaching? I, I think it was, um, 
when the Walkmans came out, I've always been kind of a gadget person. I mean, even when I was really young, I liked gadgets, like transistor radios, you know, yep. that kind of thing. But when the Walkmans came out, it was, wow, that was really cool. And then a few years later, um, it, it must have been like 1984, 85, and the Apple computers were kind of starting to be introduced into schools and so I went to my I was up in Kremlin Colorado and I went to my school board and said you know I'd really like to have an Apple IIe in the band and chorus room and um of course they wanted to know why and how yeah. to use it you know like they they had all these visions I was using it for myself how I was going to use it with band and chorus because that's what I taught band and chorus right and um so so I said well you know there's this software, the Minnesota Educational Consortium, MEC, um, that had, you know, with the big floppy disks, with the big holes in the center, and free music software. There was ear training, there was notation software um, that I could use with the kids, and it was free. And they're the same group of folks that, um, oh, I always want to call it wagon wheel, but it, it's, you know, like it's a Western, the kids go out West in wagon trains. It's a really old program that they used in schools. Oh, um, oh, God, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. That's yep. it. Yeah, that's it. So I love that game. <laughs> same company. And so, so they said, well, uh, okay. All right. So I had it in there and I, you know, work with the band kids and chorus kids and I'd send some in my room, my little office with the computer and have them do some ear training or some theory, you know, and it's the old Pong screens. The screens were black and green, you know, and, yep. but it was great and the kids loved it. And, you know, that was the point, truly the point in my career that as a band director, I felt like, oh my gosh, we're going to start to have to change how we think about things if band is gonna survive in the traditional sense. And, yep. and I mean, it has obviously, but just that's what really started me thinking, things are gonna start changing and I've, I need to embrace this. So that's how, I, that's how I got started really on this technology role. And it wasn't too much after that is when I moved to Maine and um, still just really interested in technology. And, you know, all kinds of things started coming out More schools were having, you know, computer labs and still not a lot of music, but um, there, there were some things out there. And then 2002, Angus King, who was the governor of Maine. That's right. I, remember, I was going to ask you. <laughs> had, had the laptop initiative that all seventh graders in every seventh grader in the state of Maine and every teacher that taught seventh grade in the state of Maine got Apple iBooks. I, I will never forget when I heard that. It was, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of teachers around the country were like, what? <laughs> you know, it just... I, I know. I, and, and it was crazy. And, and so, oh man, I was just so excited Think, because I knew the things even at that time. I mean, it's when, you know, like you had to... I forget even what the software was, but it was massive software and really, I mean, from my viewpoint, kind of complicated to figure out. You had like one station and all the kids would have to work with it that way. And I thought, oh man, they all have 
their own computers. Yep. I get a computer, what can I do? And then the thing was when they got the computers that fall, every teacher in the state of Maine of seventh grade students got those computers except music teachers. Except music teachers. Except music teachers. And I just, I was, <laughs> you know, I was ready to crawl out of my skin. So I, you know, I, my husband always going <laughs> to my husband about all of that. So right. Write him a letter. And so I did. I sent Angus King actually an email because we were able to do email at that time. And, and, and he replied back like the next day or. Oh my goodness. The very next day. And he, I mean, I told him all the reasons that this really upset me. And, you know, his thing was that, well, we had to draw the line somewhere and we really just didn't see how a band or chorus teacher was going to use a laptop with their students. So, so, wow. so it just so happens that- I mean, you know, the reason I said wow is you and I and everyone I've interviewed and probably everyone listening to this, we do the coolest stuff with those laptops in the school, period. I, yeah, as far as I know, I'm exactly, and you know, at that time, I'd already taken a couple of the time courses mm -hmm. with you and Tom Rudolph and Stephanie Langwo. And um, so, so I knew, I knew what we could do. Right. I mean, you know, then in 2002, it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg with everything. And, and so, so, but fortunately the IT director at the school was a graduate of Berkeley and also in music technology. And he said, we're going to get you a computer. Awesome. I know awesome. it was great. The next year it was great. Music teachers, everybody plus all eighth graders and eighth grade teachers got their laptops. It was the year that the um, iPhoto garage band iMovie came out. Yep. And the state stripped out garage band. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and, and again, the director of technology had already set me up with a keyboard controller right, and right. microphone because you could do all this stuff with GarageBand and then it was stripped out. And, and again, they, the State Department of Ed viewed it as a game. Oh so, my goodness. I know. So you know, leave it to administration sometimes. <laughs> so, but you know, but it's all good. We got it back in the next year and I was still able to get software and, you know, because, but because of my IT director. Right, right, he was right. So supportive and knew he knew what we could do, and then, and then that was about the time that I moved to BA to Berwick Academy, and of course they had one-to-one -one laptops, all the Toshiba, um, Portage tablets with the the monitor screen, yep, round and flip back, and th those were amazing computers, that I, just amazing. And so that's really when I started talking to my administrators about, you know, I'd like to teach music technology. Everybody has their own computer. We can get a site license for, you know, Mixcraft or something like that. And, um, and we could teach it one-to-one. -one. And so they said, go for it. And I started teaching, teaching it and um, the kids were eating it up. And, you know, that was a time where you literally did kind of have to tell the kids you know what to do with their computers so much you know and, right and but they they loved it and that class was so popular and you know they got me all kinds of stuff wave drums microphones headphones y you name it 
And um, then it was shortly after that that I ended up getting my master's in music technology from IUPUI in Indianapolis. Oh, very, very cool. Now, that, now it all makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and that class actually at school ended up being my project, my graduate project. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so, so again, really good support from my school of, you know, getting that master's and providing me with all the materials and foundation that I needed to actually run that class. And were you with uh, Fred Reese at IUPUI? Yes, Fred Reese and um, David Peters. Oh my good G, G David Peters. That's whack it, whack a note. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so fantastic. By the way, for those of you that don't know Fred or G David Peters, they're, they're literally you know, the, the kind of the pillars, the, the original founding fathers, if you will, no, no, uh, no ageism intended uh, of, of music technology. We'd be nowhere without those guys. So it's great that you studied with them. Very, very cool. So um, Stephanie, to kind of steer things a bit further, I know um, that you've come recently to use some of the, the, the stuffs that available through music first. Is that right? Right. Yeah. We, um, I think we finally got the subscription and everything settled in maybe September, early October. Right. And by the time we really at school were myself and the music teachers were kind of all ready to like calm down from the beginning of the school year and dig into it a little bit. It was probably um, December before I actually yep. like chunked away at it. And, and I think some of my, some some of our faculty members have used it, but it's it's been a um I love music first, and I've been like after the school to get that for quite a few years now, and it finally it finally happened, and um so we just need to have more time I think and yep. sit down with it. But how I've used it so far, the kid the kids like it. I like it, and um, we we got just the very basics for what we need, and mostly to help us with um, a situation we have at our school with uh, our middle school classes and our upper school classes, and a little overlap that we have in a new schedule. And so we're kind of breaking, you know, breaking our teeth in on that, and got it. expanding into um, really with our high school classes ensembles. Um, using uh, um, um, sight singing factory. Yep, sight reading factory. Do you have practice sight, verse sight. as well? Um, no, we do not have practice right. verse. We have sight singing fact, sight singing factory. We have O generator and focus on sound. Got it. Got it. Well, first of all, Stephanie, I, 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 all you would have to do is say, "Hey, Jim, can you come up and 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 give us a training, and I'll be there," because I would, I would love to hang out with you. Uh, and, and so please, please just ask me. And if it could fit in my schedule in the next month, I'll, I'll be up there. I'd, I'd okay. love to show uh, you and all the teachers what you can do with it. So uh, why don't you go over, because you're kind of new to the Music First world, why don't you go over, uh, and it, it can be you know other software that you've used in the past, what kind of projects are you doing in your music technology classes? Music, our music technology class now is in a um, dedicated um, digital design studio that it's the music technology classes and also photography and stop motion 
um, classes cool. that, that meet in there. And we kind of share the space with um, robotics and, and the fab fabrication studio next door. And, um, but we use logic, we have IMAX and we use logic pro um, for, for our DAW for the music technology kids. And, um, and you know, we have keyboard um, controllers. Um, I have some of the um, Launchpad Pros. Oh, cool. Are you using Ableton or are they using that with, yeah, with Logic? We're using that with Logic. There um, you go. I, I'm finding, you know, it's interesting because, you know, 10 or 12 years ago or however long it's been that I started teaching this class for the first time, you know, I really had to show the kids just, you know, almost as basic as how to open the software and what to do. And now they come to me already having played with Ableton or they have FL Studio or, yep. you know, they worked, worked in DAW. And so they're eager to just, you know, continue on. So that's why I got the um, Launchpad Pros on um, that. And, and it's not, I, I think it, 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 they work in Logic Pro, but yeah, it's more seamless in Ableton for mm. them. But it uh, it gives them another another um, option of how how to enter notes. Um, the projects, you know, I have some class projects that they do. We usually do a a soundtrack um, to something. We do ringtones. Um, we I have a list of about forty projects that the kids can choose from those projects when we don't have a project the whole class is doing oh my goodness 40 projects yeah and and they can you know and that is so when we're not doing the class project they can choose from those and those range anywhere from just you know creating their music like they normally would to um doing speech you know make taking a slam poetry or a speech or something out of out of a public domain site and then chopping it all up to make it either the rhythm or to use it as part of the lyrics, you know, however they want to do. Uh, they've gotten really into doing um, remixes, you know, like there's a Bob Ross remix. And oh, cool. Child <laughs> remix. They, those are really hard, but they, they love those and they've done some really great things. Um, kids, I have some kids that have, done some more advanced kids that like to do just soundscapes yep for, you know for painting sound painting that way um some kids that are into world music and love to explore just those kinds of pro creating music with all kinds of uh, world sounds um but it's and then as we go in you know to level two three or four we get into more of the effects and um sound design not really audio engineering too much just because we don't have the capability yep. in our lab to do that but they can go as far as they want and it's really cool because just in our little school we've had several students go on to college and that's what they are majoring in in college and coming out the other end with usable degrees in music wow you know, other than just performing. So that's great. Um, we've had two, one that just graduated from Steinhardt School. Um, oh, cool. In the program and another one that is there now. So, I mean, you know, and I think for us, for just a little school that's not, I mean, we're a college prep school. And so that we have kids that do that, it's great. Um, our music tech program also has, we have a, 
a, a unique program that is not part of the school curriculum or for credit that is um, an innovation pursuits. We have a lot of kids that do those and it's extra. And many, many of those use elements of technology and music technology. They've worked with me as their mentor to create these fabulous projects. Um, you know, we had one, it was interesting at just a few weeks ago at TMEA, um, oh, and now I'm gonna forget who it was that did a session on, on, on um, Vocaloid. I mean, it wasn't just about Vocaloid, but he included Vocaloid. And, and I know if I hear his name, I'm going to it was. Yeah, I know who you're okay. talking about, and I can't think of his name uh, either. Yep. Wait, uh, radio. Oh, Radio Cremata. Cremata, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's up at Ithaca College. Very yeah. good friend of mine. Great yeah, guy. Yeah, um, great guy. And, and it's like I had a student a few years ago, probably six or seven years ago, that was in, she was a visual artist and also a flute player in band, but she wanted as an innovation project to create music using Vocaloid with her drawings and then put the drawings into a movie type thing. You know, she was really into anime. And so the Vocaloid we couldn't do because it was, in Japanese and yep. understand it and expensive, but we kind of worked around that with logic. And and I have a vocoder there at school as part of the music technology program. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing. We had a student that had a student that um, had this animation as a young girl about spirit the horse. And she wanted to just rewrite the sound, um, the soundtrack for that. So she had to find out how to contact them to get copyright. They were so supportive. Oh, that's great. It's quite, believe it or not, that movie was one of my older daughter's favorite movies. Yeah, Spirit. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and the fact is, it's like DreamWorks or something. And come to find out, it wasn't the DreamWorks that we know. It's right, right. DreamWorks, but they were so helpful and they wanted her to do it. And so, you know, those, our music technology program spills out into that a lot. Just oh, that's great. Kids. Yeah. Very, very cool. So these these kids are getting amazing experiences. Uh, uh, the Vocaloid thing is from Yamaha, I believe. They were the ones that developed it. It's like this crazy thing where you, it, it it synthesizes the human voice. Very, very cool. And yeah. and that's it's 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 just great to hear. And and I think you would agree that um, if there, first of all, there's a composer in every child. I, I would I would argue that with anybody. In every single kid, there's a composer. Um, and for a lot of kids, they just don't know that it's there. Um, and that if you lead them to technology with, and, and what you're doing, it sounds like your kids are really into it, that if you show them, hey, you know, you do this, this, and this, it just unlocks a creative spirit or the creative kid that's in there is unlocked by a lot of this stuff. And they just, they, you don't, you, you become less of a teacher, if you will, and more of a, either a coach or a, you're, you're learning with them. It's, it's a different, I always felt when I was teaching music technology that I wasn't the, you know, the, the phrase sage on the stage is very old and tired at this point, but I, I didn't feel like that ever. I always felt like a collaborator with the student when they were creating. That, that's, Jim, that's exactly right. And you know, again, the kids now, the, the high school kids, and I mean, even the middle school kids, you know, it's like they'll come in and they'll say, you know, we'll be working on something. They'll say, I'm Miss Sanders, you know, you could do this. And it's like, no, 
show me, you know, and that is you're, you're, you know, you are a collaborator with them. And, and I love that. And, and they love that. They, love they, have, they, do. they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Um, so yeah. Uh, wow. Very, very cool. Um, so I'd like to, I mean, it sounds to me that, that, that you're kind of, the, your path into music technology was a very natural one and that, that maybe the, the 2002, you, you've, you were always interested in gadgets in the 2002 thing, you know, where, where the laptops were. And then it was like, oh, I better figure this out now. Um, but I, 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 I'm hoping that the people that listen to this podcast, and I know there's a lot of music tech people, but I'm hoping there are a lot of people that aren't and are just thinking about it. Uh, and so, Stephanie, I, I, I asked everybody the same question is that looking back on, on your path uh, to music technology, what advice would you give um, to people uh, who either are using it now and might be a little frustrated with it or nervous about it or don't know anything and maybe afraid to be that kind of guide on the side rather? You know what I'm saying? What, what advice would you, I mean, as somebody who's been teaching 42 years, I've not had one guest who is more qualified to give advice on this one. Um. I, you know, it, maybe this is going to sound a little cliche, but it's how I, I started with the technology and it's just, you know, kind of have a vision and then just start out, start out small and start out slow, you know, just a little bit of a time, find that one thing that you feel really comfortable with and yeah. start there and then, and then take you know, go to a conference um, that offers some music technology or, you know, I would even suggest just a conference that offers some basic educational technology. Because, yep. you know, just to, you know, just to get your feet wet if, you, if you're just really frightened by it or you just don't know or you think, oh, I can't do that. And, and then there's a whole community out there on social media that are music technology teachers you know it's it's folks like yourself and you know many many folks that have helped me and you know my good friend barbara friedman oh my gosh yeah she's awesome she's a force <laughs> i know she is the one that you know I, I i think it was probably 2009 i saw her session and and it's like oh my gosh you know i can do this I, yep. this scares me i'm not there but i can do this and and i really i have to say there are even now it's like oh gosh you know those kids probably know more about this than I do or you know even in band now my my some of my kids that are really into music technology are are referring to instead of saying what's the tempo they're saying what's the bpm you know there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have to like wait a minute you know but um but yeah i would just say go slow you know find people to help ask i i i have found that in the music technology world music technology educators they are the most kind humble willing to help you they don't covet their information like no it's secret i'm not helping you i mean i've just that's what i found about you know what stephanie you you're, you're totally right and i think i've been giving this because many many of my guests have said that exact same thing that that, that we're very kind of giving and supportive and 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 kind of championing it and i i, I was thinking about this the uh uh, uh last week why right and i think i don't know what you think about this but here's my theory 
is that I know that I've been talking about music technology at conferences since 1990. And, and all that time, 30 years, I've been trying to convince people that this is great stuff and it's not going to hurt your program. It's only going to enhance it. And then to add creativity to the, to your curriculum, to bring in, uh, you know, uh, things like music theory.net or Aurelia or music, or, you know, to get your music theory. It's not bad. It's helpful. And I think that a lot of us, every, yourself and Barbara Friedman and everybody I've talked to uh, on the podcast, Stephanie Langle, we're 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 nice because we're trying to get people to to see things our way, and that the minute we start becoming like, how come you guys don't see this? You know, then nobody will listen to us. <laughs> That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, I know it's just it just it's it's I you know I, I I'll say this that you know all of my career I've taught band, and you know the last part of my career I've also been equally into music technology I have not lost one band student to take the music technology classes I've not I've not lost one and you know as as we all say it increases the numbers by having the technology or just adding technology to a music theory class or a music history class add some component of music technology in there and and the kids will gravitate towards it the kids will go and and that just builds your whole music program yeah i mean you know when you say start small in music theory go to musictheory.net project it on the board at the beginning of every music theory class bring up a different exercise go through it for five minutes most and that is technology integration, right? The kids, by the way, the kids will be like, can we do more of that? So I love that approach of starting small and maybe saying, all right, well now let's try using notation software in the theory class to get you guys to do four part harmony rather than writing it out on paper, just because it's just so much faster. And it's at this point, you know, the norm is, is to be writing on notation software. So I love that advice, Stephanie. And, you know, if, if I could just mention, you know, like going back to music first a minute, um, right now, one of the easiest things out of the gate for, for us, or, or I should not speak for everyone that I work with, but for me anyway, has been focus on sound. Because oh, it's a great can, piece of software. I can, I can literally use that in every class I teach. And, and, and the kids, the kids love it because they just are, you know, even I can give them links to YouTubes and other things like that, but it's just all right there. And it's made by music educators yep. and, and it's carefully screened. And, you know, I know they're getting the right information and, um, and, and the kids, they love it. And yeah, I, I mean, for, for those of, for those people who don't know what focus on sound is, it's, it is a music encyclopedia, very reminiscent of Microsoft musical instruments from back in the mid nineties, great CD-ROM. Um, and it, like you said, Stephanie, it's carefully curated. There's now a U.S. version. Um, so we, we've Americanized it. It was originally a British product. Um, it is phenomenal. And not only does it have this encyclopedia of musical instruments, but there's a huge musical dictionary as well. I'm so happy you mentioned it. It is, it is a fabulous piece of software. 
So my last question for you, Stephanie, and I, I really appreciate all the time you've taken with us is the magic wand question that I ask for everybody. It could be about music first or any music technology aspect. What If you could just wave a magic wand and have music tech or, or music first do something that it doesn't do now, what would it be? Wow. You know, um, I, I, that's just, you know, I, I, to think about that question, you know, question is that for me, and, and I think of this more for, for my educator colleagues rather than for students, I think mm -hmm. is, is still, I mean, for those of us that are old, like me, that, oh, have been come on. <laughs> no, that have been doing this for a long time and have a hard time getting out of our little ways of thinking that, oh, you know, I don't know, I'm afraid of technology. I don't know how to use it. I don't really, yeah, that's great, but I don't know how I'm going to use it with my class um, or with my kids or, you know, I just, I, I would just assume keep using analog recordings and, you know, digital, you know, and how, how, I wish there was a way that we could just wave a magic wand or snap our fingers and a light bulb would, go, there would just be that one thing that would make everybody that is of that thinking go, ah, yes, it's not that bad. Oh yes, I can do that. Yes, that makes sense to me. Yes, that's not a big learning curve. No, I'm not too old for that. Yes, I can use that with my kids. Oh, here, here, Steph. That is just <laughs> phenomenal. I, I just, that, that's what, that is the biggest struggle I see. And, and I know this is about music and technology, but, but I also see that even with our younger faculty members sometimes. Yep, yep. It's, it's like... I, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I don't have time for the technology. I have to learn the technology. There's no training for it. How can, like, just, if we could just say, Poom, here it is, it's that easy. I, I don't know how we can do that. But it, I, I figure if I can, if I can figure this out, it's not that hard. It is, you're right. You're right. That is, that is just an absolutely fabulous answer, Stephanie, and a, and a great way to end our uh, our little chat this evening it is it has been an it has been a delight uh speaking with you i am positive that everybody that listened to this podcast is smiling uh and, and you're a, you're just a, a fabulous music educator a great role model and, and uh I, I wish you all the best stephanie and please invite me up i'd love to come up soon you've got that jim the invitation's waiting all right thank Thanks you so much steph it's great chatting with you thank you Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.